Hallmark remarking. Oh, yeah. Hallmark remarks. Hallmark <laughs> But we're not actually remarking on a Hallmark movie this time. We are... Um, we uh, Can we make Hallmark a verb? Like, we're Hallmarking. I think so. That's what we're doing. Yeah. yeah. We're remark. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Instead of remarking. I mean, we are going to be remarkable today. We truly are. We decided to <laughs> take the week off um, because, you know, we, not the week off of doing a podcast, but the week off of doing a movie review um, just because we like to mix it yeah, up. Yeah. And it was really nice. I was telling Sophie when I was like driving here um, to like before recording, I got a little stressed because it just felt like I was forgetting something. But then I obviously remembered like we didn't have a movie that we had to watch, but just like how I am, yeah. I was like oh, I already couldn't watch a movie one time. I'm, like, running 10 minutes behind. So the fact that we didn't oh gosh, actually yes. have to worry about one, it's great because, like, you know, we both busy gals. You had a busy weekend, yes. and I just am still trying to get my life together. So I did have a busy weekend, yes. Emily. Yes. That's such a great transition. Look at that. I went to see the Jonas Brothers. <laughs> um, I can't next week. The Jonas Brothers are in town. <laughs> I can't next week. I can't this week because the Jonas Brothers were just in town. I know. <laughs> I'm obsessed with like the signs that you're putting on your door, your office to like, <laughs> I took them down today. Uh, I was like, because how did it start? Like you were just them. like, if you enter Me. my office, I'm going to tell you about the Jonas Brothers. And then somebody else like offered a rebuttal on their office door. <laughs> yeah. So they, so I put a, a sign up. And so I work on admin in my office, um, which means people are in and out of my physical mm-hmm. office a lot. And um, I I had closed the door because, you know, that like first day back after vacation, you're like, I just have to catch up on emails. Oh, 100%. And I don't care to be here. Yeah. You know, like it's just the, it's the worst combination. 100%. So I closed my door and I, and I had thought about it before I got in, but I put up a sign that said, I will be telling stories about the Jonas Brothers concert if you need anything from me. So enter at your own risk. <laughs> because in my brain, I was like, A, I'm not sorry that I'm going to talk about this. Oh, yeah. And B, if you don't want to hear about it, don't need something. Today, exactly. You know? Um, so it's kind of like it just covered covered both sides. Um, and when people came in needing something, they thought it was hilarious when I would talk to them incessantly about. Oh, for sure. <laughs> I would go in explicitly um, to hear st- about the Jonas Brothers. Right, right. And then my coworker, um, Rodney, and he's older, like he's a dad of um, a couple of girls that are in high school, you know, so he, he's a little older than I am. And, um, I, but ironically, his son is Haley's age. So mm. that's always fun mm-hmm. to be 28 and have a 13 year old daughter. Um, <laughs> But um, anyway, so he put up a sign and he's newer. So I call him the new guy. The new guy. Um, but he put up a sign that said, I will not be sharing any details about the Jonas Brothers, uh, which means that you'll probably want to hang out with me more than Sophie. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's the goal. Please, nobody bother me. <laughs> uh, yes. And we have a um, group chat for our entire office. And someone sent that and said, uh, Sophie, guess who put this up? <laughs> And I didn't even see, I didn't even technically know it was on his door and I knew, I knew who like put, like did it. So I made a rebuttal sign <laughs> that said, I've been to the year 3000, not much has changed because we still don't care about Rodney's opinion. <laughs> <laughs> the puns, the quips, everything that you had posted about going to the concert and like your away email and everything oh was gosh. just like yes. chef's kiss. Yeah. I like tell, I sent an email to my office and okay. So like for context, I work at a higher ed institution because of things like COVID, I mean, life is just crazy. And we, we've had a crazy couple of years, as have, like, most people. Um, but then right now, 
this entire semester we've not had a single day where everybody has been in the office at the same yeah. time and so it's just like people are needing to work from home or they're out or you know just crazy stuff with families are going on because of covid and whatever and so typically in this semester i'm relatively serious and you know might might crack a few jokes but i would never do that during a normal mm-hmm. semester but i was like screw that um and i sent an email to like say hey i'm gonna be out friday and monday and i just did so many puns like i was like i have like songs so i was like you know i'm only human and you know um i lately i've been feeling so cool and like that kind of stuff and i would just like put them into sentences um and then the end i said but i'll be living in the year 3000 because i'll be at the jonas brothers concert and people were like reading it going what in the world and then they got to the end and i literally because people door people's doors were open i literally heard so many people go oh my gosh so good and i i appreciate like the effort the time that must have yes. taken oh five minutes yeah i was gonna say yeah i was like yeah. it probably didn't take long. you very long um no. but it just seemed like so much time went yes. into it but you're professional yes. so you would never actually take I that am. much time to write that i know i know it, it sometimes something will come to me and i'll like stew on it for a while mm. Um, so, but, and I won't necessarily count that, but yeah, the email idea hit me not at work. And then I walked into work and I was like, boom, here it yeah. is, you know? Yeah. Just whip so, this one And then out. even this, the sign idea, it was before I came into work and I was like, LOL, I'm going to do that. That's so funny. Um, it's like a do not disturb, so it, but not as up in your face. <laughs> right. Right. So it ended yesterday when I threatened everybody with me playing Christmas music. So, mm. <laughs> so always having the but, upper yeah. hand. <laughs> Uh, always having the upper hand, but yeah, the concert was amazing. It's the second time I've seen them in concert. I saw them when they first got back together on their um, Happiness Begins tour, and that one was like probably seventy percent nostalgia mm-hmm. with like thirty percent of their new, you know, being their new stuff. Um, and their new stuff is great, yeah. but obviously it's their old stuff that's like the gold. Um, and this concert was probably more like 50-50. Oh, that's good. Um, which is still great. Like, we still got Year 3000. We still got Love Bug. Oh, we still good got... Stuff. Um, when you look me in the eye. Tell you know, like, me that you love oh, me. so good. And they harmonized. All three of them harmonized that. Oh, like, so good. Kevin was singing. And it was just... It was beautiful. It was so good. They were having a blast. Kelsey Ballerini opened. Queen. And, and all of that. This was Haley's first concert mm. ever. And so she not only got to see Jones Brothers for the first time and Kelsey Ballerini for the first time, but any concert. Yeah, for the first what time. an experience, man. And I mean, I truly like uh, I was texting Anna today about it, my, one of my best friends, and she said, "Man," and I was like, "I just set the the bar high," you know. <laughs> I it's mean, not even fair. Let's, let's be honest. That but, that's, yes, but it's it was outside. It was like lovely. The only thing was like a ton of people were like smoking weed, but yeah. whatever. Um, but it was like, it was just so fun, and I love concerts, especially those kind of concerts where people genuinely are obsessed with the band. Yeah, it's not just that they want to go for the day. Like, yeah, they, they genuinely are obsessed, and no one cares what you're doing. No. like you can be jumping around like a maniac and people are like, you go, you know, like they, they're there to like enjoy the band, dance along, sing along. And so like, if you're doing that too, cool. Yeah. And it was just fun because I kept looking over at her and she would like have both hands in the air, like pumping up like this Listen, and jumping and dancing. That's, I'm and, like, trying to go to Hillsong and that's how I'm going to act. Oh like. my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> that's so good. Um, but it was just so cute. Like I looked over and just saw like pure joy oh my gosh. on her face, and I was like, "This is this is the best." I feel like, like it was just the best feeling. The bar was set high for her, but like concert wise, but also like 
I can't imagine how you were feeling too. You were like pride, but also like, oh my gosh, my heart, it's full. A hundred percent that. that. Yes. <laughs> I know. It, it was definitely like uh, patting myself on the back. Like I am so great. Yeah. Um, <laughs> But it was, it really was just, this is a blast. I love, there's so many things that she and I will do together and I love it. Oh yeah. I love all of it. Like it's, it's so fun. Um, she's definitely, her adventure spirit has seriously like, um, blossomed in the last year or so. Um, and just kind of like going with it and sure. Yeah, let's do it. And okay. So he's dragging me to something else and then she ends up loving it. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah. I feel like she is going to, she's a picky eater, but like (laughs) as far as experiences go, you know, she's probably never gonna, never gonna say no to trying something new and fun, but like, I think with with her own comfort boundaries in place, which is good. I think that's a good balance. That's what we're hoping for. Yeah, it is a good balance. And there's like, I don't know. I, I want this sense of fun and community and who cares that some people think the Jonas Brothers are lame or who cares mm. that you know like whatever if you like it make make it happen yeah you know figure it out and so when I bought the tickets that month we just didn't eat out a few extra times yeah. you know like we just we I pared it down we figured it out like it was fine and it wasn't a whole lot like for the two of us with I got I got like ticket insurance which I almost never do but with COVID weird yeah. stuff I was just like I'm just doing this you know whatever um it was like 100 bucks all together oh, wow. for, for both of them yeah and so and we had like our chairs and it was at virginia beach yeah and my friends amanda and tori were like yeah let's make a trip out of it so we just did the whole weekend That's there amazing. and i saw your y'all's yes, picture so nice. like at the neptune statue and stuff yes and how did they go to the concert too uh amanda did okay um but tori uh i don't know she's i mean she doesn't care about the jones brothers um but she's she was kind of like I might last minute choose to come you yeah. know um but Amanda is a huge Jones brother uh, fan how fun as well as me so yes you got so to share that with, with Haley and with like a friend who grew up with the music yes. with you so like how fun hundred percent yes. I have a friend who went. Uh, I need to send you I need to send you the pictures or the there's two videos where they announced they're like they said something about living in the future so like oh. you knew they were about to sing Year Three Thousand. Haley screams and whips her head and body around and I'm, I got it on video and you can't you can't see her like yeah I'm so excited she's just this blur and then there's another one where we're singing um you know along to year 3000 mm-hmm. and she just the, her pure joy on her face I, I, I like watched that video and I was like that was the concert. that's a bop. Like, that was her the whole time. So that song. Yes. So um, when my church was still a mobile church, and we would have to set up and tear down at a local high school every Sunday, we would have to get there at like seven o'clock in the morning or something crazy early, and the sound guy would be playing music in the auditorium loud enough so that it could kind of carry out into the halls and the lobby where we were setting everything up. And it would be a random mix of stuff, like obviously nothing inappropriate, but it wasn't all like quote unquote Christian music. But yeah. he was playing one. He was playing a Jonas Brothers song. I think it was, um, I think it was Love Bug or Cool or something. And I texted him and I said, "Play Year 3000. And it came on next, and I was like, "Yeah, like that yes. one." I love Jonas Brothers, and I think um, "Burning Up" is one of my favorites. But like oh, Year Three Thousand, yes. it was just like because that was before "Burning Up," so that was just like mm-hmm. peak like Disney Channel, like a hundred percent. And they played innocent. it like every commercial break. Yeah, you you know you listen to it. One thing too is like. I've never met somebody who likes that song who doesn't know every word. Oh, to every it. single word. It's like every an all and it's or like, nothing thing. 
yeah and like the it's not like the verses the verses don't even make that much sense you know what i mean like d platinum d platinum everybody but a seven album it had also kelly clarkson kelly clarkson we're trying to like be in sync via Zoom. And it's like a no. lag. We're like, ah, 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 ah. this audio is really fun. I have a friend who went to that concert too. She she got like oh. pit tickets. She was like, I, oh. this is the only thing I would spend this much money on. Um, she had like unofficially sent out a text saying like, if I were to go to the Jonas Brothers concert, who would want to go with me? And I was like, me. But I, I, she had decided to get pit tickets and she just didn't really like think anybody else would want to spend that much money. And I 100% agree with her. So she went and like went by herself. I think she just drove home that night too um, and was in the pit. And like her pictures and videos were bonkers. But I think that would have been fun at any spot in the house because you could still hear the music. Like, well... Oh, yeah. I mean, it was still fun. I definitely have, like, the desire to get much closer for concerts. But, man, I mean, though, we're talking, like, $350, $400. Oh, so much money. For, like, closer tickets. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, and the pit can be 500 Oh, my gosh, and yeah. For that. And for two, that's $1,000. I'm not dropping $1,000. Uh, no. You know, Give me that. a plane ticket, but, maybe. Yeah. But I um, am on this Facebook page for a podcast I love um, that I listen to. And the last tour, So Happiness Begins, there were several girls that were like, you know, have you ever been to a concert by yourself? Because I'm thinking about going to the Jonas Brothers concert tonight in my city because the floor and like front row seats are insanely cheap because they hadn't bought them yet. Yeah. You know, and they were just like last minute trying to sell something. And they were like, and I'm just thinking about going because nobody else can go tonight. And everyone was like, A, you don't talk during a concert to each other. Yeah. So, yes, go. And B, they were like, take advantage of the tickets. And every single time they did. You know, yeah. and they were like sending pictures. And I was like, man, so Raleigh's only a couple hours away. And it was on a Tuesday night. And if I didn't have to be a, a responsible parent, I honestly was like going to look up the ticket Oh, stuff yeah. And just go, go there and back in that night and get like insanely close to it. That's something seats. that I would 100% do. <laughs> Um, yep. As well. And I've done things that like, like, I mean, just gone and met friends for dinner or gone out pretty and stayed out late when I know I have to be up early the next morning. So like, and I, I'm, you just do I, it. You just do it. And like, I, I stay up so late these days for work and then have to be at my second job at like 630 the next morning. And you just make, <laughs> you make it work, especially you make it work if you don't have anything else to like you have a child yeah it's different yeah. but like i don't have any children right. right now so yeah like when you come home you get to just sleep. just crash it's the best and <laughs> yes so fun there's like there's there's very few things that i miss and there's not really much that i think like oh if only um but the it's always like the the option um that's always nice to just drop and go and that kind of thing but i'm like eh, it's that about three times a year i think about yeah it. yeah which so. is fair well and um yeah. i guess just like keeping in the theme of like busyness and whatever before we started recording sophie and i were talking about just organizing and i uh had posted mm-hmm. something on my instagram last night this is like a theme with me anytime i try and rearrange my room or redecorate my room it's like it's fun for me to go on instagram and do like a poll be like this is where I could hang this mirror or I could hang it here what do you guys think and it's fun because I I will make up my mind regardless of what other people say but it's just kind of fun to see what sparks me to make up my mind um and so I I'm currently sitting on my bed I do have an office literally one door over but like my my parents are renovating and building shelves and like all kinds of stuff so like 
just in spirit of being hectic and busy, that's kind of what's been going on with me is like trying to decorate my room and trying to get to this point where when I do move again in four months, it doesn't feel like much stuff. So I'm trying not to buy Mm. a lot of stuff um, between now and like February. If I buy anything, it's because I'm trying to replace something and make my life a little Mm. bit easier as far as... Or like a better quality of something. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. And so that's been on my plate not nearly as exciting as like a Jonas Brothers concert um but I do have more info I guess I haven't signed an official contract but I did try on my costume so I know it's real and it's like not going to get taken away from me but um my Christmas show that I'm going to be in we start rehearsals on November 4th and then our show opens on November 20th which is really exciting because it's before Thanksgiving usually these types of Christmas things don't open until like Black Friday but um, I'm gonna be a an elf named Buttons in a show <laughs> called Tinker's Toy Factory it's gonna be at Kings Dominion um, the general premise of this is that the elves are all frantically getting ready for Christmas Eve so that Santa can deliver the gifts um, and there's this main elf named Poindexter who's kind of like keeping everybody in line and making sure the production is right and we find out that the Christmas spirit is really low on like the Christmas spirit (gasps) meter and we're trying to frantically figure out like oh my goodness do they need more toys do they need more of this like we have to make more toys the best way to spread Christmas cheer is singing singing loud for all to hear hear. so that's like (laughs) kind of the elves thing is they're just Mm. frantically getting ready for Christmas and trying to figure out why the meter is so low and then you have Tinker the, an elf who kind of keeps to keeps to himself a little bit. He just kind of seems like confused. Like, why are you all working so hard to make more toys? You know, I'm I'm working really hard on this one teddy bear and putting a lot of love into it. And we're just trying to crank out all these toys. And um, it's basically just a really cute, sweet lesson uh, talking about like the simple things and you know the simple joys um but it's it's so cute they've they've done this show for a few years now and I'm really happy to be a part of it uh I I get to work with all of my friends who I have worked with for a long time um we have we've all done a lot of shows together but I I haven't gotten the chance to work with them for the past like three years or so uh, so I get to like rejoin the band a little bit, which is really exciting. And I try, it was so funny. So I, I had to try on my costume uh, this past weekend. And during it's it's still haunt is going on. So like they just have to grab you when they can to try on the mm. costume and stuff. So I had like just gotten my haunt makeup done and they they were like, hey, can you try your costume on really fast? So I'm wearing this super cute like little elf costume with a bloody face it is oh it was like such a weird (laughs) and I was so nervous because I had to put it on over my head I was like I need six people to help me because I cannot get fake blood on this elf costume I was like maybe it's a vibe but it was so funny I'm just so excited because um I'm trying you're like I'm buttons because I sew buttons on my skin literally I have buttons (laughs) for eyes (laughs) oh my gosh I'm so excited like I'm trying I think I mentioned this last time or I thought about it but I'm trying really hard to like be in the moment and like that whole saying of like you know you prayed for the life you have now type thing is like some aspects no but some aspects like absolutely the fact that I get to perform again for a Halloween season it was like everything and uh it's just different than what I expected so I am really trying hard to like live in the moment of like the joy of it instead of 
oh, my feet hurt. Oh, this isn't what I was expecting. You know, it's people can be rude, blah, blah, blah. And so I'm still trying to like have fun with haunt, but I am still really expectant and excited for like Christmas stuff because it's a, yeah, it's a, it's more dancing. I actually get to sing. Um, and so it's going to be a new experience and I get to work with old friends and, and like do all that. Now does haunt and like Halloween weekend, is that Mm -hmm. like the last time you do it? So we have three more weekends. Halloween is actually the last day of haunt, which is fun because it's never really worked out like that before date wise that I can remember. Um, you know, it's on a Sunday this year. So Friday, Saturday, Sunday, we'll have a full last weekend. I have a lot of friends coming on Halloween, which will be fun. Um, and then November 1st, I love that it's a Monday because it just, you know, feels fresh. But yeah. then we have yeah. a few days off and then we'll start rehearsals on November 4th. So, uh, yep. it's, it's immediate. It's like a quick pivot into Christmas and then, you know, that runs Which weekends. I think that'll be perfect for you because with like... Like, you're trying to live in the moment and all that kind of stuff. And it's like, okay, like, these are in their boxes. Yeah. Like, this is the Halloween box. Yeah. And I get to just, like, fully enjoy it. And then it, like, quickly just transitions. And I can go full, like, dive head first into Christmas. Yeah. yeah. So know, I've been, like, time, whatever. trying to I have a yoga class scheduled for tomorrow. And I slept through it last week. So I really have to go tomorrow. I'm trying to get back into the gym in a routine yeah. that's, like, I'm going to the gym to take care of my body and like promote the longevity of what I'm doing because I mean because haunt is so taxing on my body and my feet and everything I'm I'm trying to not just go so hard on weekends and then do nothing during the week that it's just detrimental so I'm you know trying to get into a routine of going to the gym I'm back to trying to do yoga a little bit more often because this Christmas show is going to be way more technical dancing than mm-hmm. I'm doing now so just doing some things to promote a little bit more, you know, self-love in the sense of like, I need to drink some more water because my joints need it. Like I need Mm. to make sure that I'm eating well so that I don't get sick when it gets cold. And I'm ordering those oils from you tomorrow. So I get to like get some body, you know, deep relief pain oil and um, uh, some good stuff. So I'm, I'm excited to continue, you know, I have to take it. I like, I like kind of, so like I have this goal workbook that I do each year and last year instead of and it really challenges you not to do your stereotypical like New Year's goals type of thing so like not doing um, weight loss and they're like weight loss is fine but maybe put it under a category you know maybe put it under like um, you know alongside of drinking more water alongside Mm -hmm. of like all these things if you like really need to lose weight Um, and so what I did this year is I said, take care of my body. Mm-hmm. That was my goal, you know. So things underneath that were included things like um, going on, uh, getting my 10,000 steps yeah. in a day or, um, you know, not eating processed sugar that day mm-hmm. or, you know, just things like that that were or getting eight hours of sleep. Like the things that really helped me to take care of my body. Um, and I liked how you were just kind of like, I don't want – to take five days of recovery and do two days of slamming my yeah. body because it's just not working. Um, and that you're kind of looking at what are, what's any area <laughs> that I can like help, mis- yeah. help myself. In. Yeah. And my mom, um, recently got like a Y membership and I had mm. never gone to the, the Y I've always gone to like gold's gym or something like that. So I, uh, I've been going to the Y and it's amazing how it's just, they have exactly what I need equipment wise right now. And 
there's like nobody there. It's such a nice facility. They have so many options, but there's nobody there the times that I go at least. So I got to go today and actually like yesterday and today I did like actual like hour long workouts that included like my warm up, my cool down, everything in there. But I got like a solid lift in and it feels so good because that's just like what my body loves. That's what I love mentally mm. too. I didn't overdo it. Like I didn't go crazy, but lifting helps my dancing because obviously strength training supports your body as a whole and keeps it safe. And like my core is stronger when I strength train, my back is stronger and you know, I'm able to promote the longevity, even like my feet benefit from it. Cause like the muscles around my calves and my ankles are stronger from it and everything. So just it, it's day two and I have always said, I've said in the past, like, you know, I'm going to get back into my routine. I'm going to get back into my routine, but life is life. And I went on vacation and I moved and, you know, I'm in an internship. I'm taking a class, like all this stuff, but you know, day two, my mental health already feels like exponentially better. So tomorrow morning I get to be all bendy and it'll be great. Yes. I feel like yoga is one that yoga is flipping hard. Yeah. Um, but afterwards it's like, man, my emotional state is, like, mm-hmm. healthier because I've just released a lot of that, like, tension. tension. You know, that's that the emotional tension. Um, my body is just more, like, I feel, like, aligned, mm-hmm. you know, correctly. And I'm just kind of in this, like, much more focused headspace. Yeah. You know, just when you have to concentrate on, like, making sure that your, like, pointer finger and your thumb mm-hmm. are, like, taking the brunt so that your wrist isn't hurt and that your toes are a certain way, you know, whatever, there's just something about, like, that that like gets rid of the distractions it's about 10 minutes into uh yoga class that i'm like mm-hmm. well and i, I think my not maybe not a theory but just my observation is like you and i enneagram seven for sure but whatever other reasons like enneagram sevens and are so in our head all the time we're such mm-hmm. thinkers that like forcing ourselves to get into our bodies is so calming for our brains because we're not having to like we don't use our brains in that moment in in an overthinking type of way so that's why breathing and like yoga and any type of physical activity I try really hard to not to listen to music or anything when I lift Mm -hmm. because I really want to like be focused on my body and not in my head at all so I'm I'm focused on breathing and embracing my core and things like that so especially yoga because you're you're literally Mm -hmm. matching your movements to breath like that helps me get out of my head in such a deeper way than just like, oh, I feel stretched out. Mm. So I don't know if that feels the same to you, but like literally. I actually, I'm a little bit different mm-hmm. um, in the sense that I am a thinker, mm-hmm. but I, things are so loud that I don't think, I don't like let my brain have the space yeah. to just like process. And so I can't be on my phone. Yeah. And I'm, I'm like you, I don't really listen to music or podcasts or whatever when I'm doing that kind of stuff. Um, I can't be multitasking, Mm -hmm. you know, whatever. And so it's like, I can only, yeah, be in my body, but my brain isn't, um, distracted, I guess. Like, so it's not like I can just escape into my phone and, and not really process whatever it is I'm, I need to deal with or something like that. So it's very similar to what you said, but it's actually like the, the time and the chance for my head to say, Hey, this thing you've been avoiding, we'd like to talk that's about fair. it for a second. No, that's really good. Because, like, I think, too, and I've had to do a lot of um, trainings for my internship recently, and a lot of them are, like, trauma-informed care and stuff. Mm. And I think, too, it might be, like, some type of trauma response for me of, like, 
in my head all the time because I don't want to feel in my body and then being able to force myself to be in my body in a healthy manner Mm -hmm. with Mm -hmm. with movement with breathing that is um it's almost like a healing way for me and it's like a it's like I don't want to say coping mechanism because that's almost a negative connotation, but it is a way of healing a trauma. It's like fighting against a trauma response. So I actually would, I do refer to mine as, co- it, they're my coping skills, skills. is what I refer yeah. to them as. Um, and I don't, I have like five or six things that I, um, you know, kind of ha- have at my disposal. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't do them every day and I don't even strive to do them every day, but I do need to like try to do at least one. <laughs> um, but it's more of like, hey, today was kind of hard. Instead of, like, pushing through and just going to bed, like, you should probably, you know, take a bath tonight. Mm. And you should probably, like, read instead of watching TV tonight. Mm-hmm. And, like, all these things that so that you can recover and go into the next day yeah. and not just pile, you know, on top. Um, and so there are times when I'll just, like, go and lay out in my grass and just, like, connect to the ground. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and stare at the, like, blue sky and or, like, go on a walk and just need to not have anything else because it's, like, holy crap, I need... Yeah, I need my body to be involved in this one. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, like, struggling so much. Yeah, absolutely. So, yeah. That's, yeah. that's good, too, because, like, it's worded and it's treated like a recentering, a regrounding, not an escaping yeah. Yes. So that's so much healthier because, you know, escaping yeah. to me, that looks like going onto my phone or yep. watching TV or eating or something uh, not same, you know, fine as as itself as a whole. But yeah. like when used as a negative coping mechanism yes. is is a negative. So yes. like that's an escape. But like a regrounding and a recentering is like what you said. It's like a movement. It's breathing, you know, just disconnecting a little bit and doesn't have to be for an hour it could be for like five minutes and that's sometimes all you need so um that's like been a really cool thing about my internship recently too is like all this trauma-informed care is also helping me to kind of identify some things and I've gone to therapy before it's just I haven't been in it in a while um and so that was another thing in therapy it was just like stillness and connecting and kind of just starting to identify some things that like oh this is why I am the way that I am Hmm. yeah it's great yeah I was talking to a friend recently about like you know we talk about the Enneagram and self-awareness and it it amazes me that people will take that and like project it out so that they can uh, for other people to know about them Mm -hmm. you know like oh yeah this is why I respond that way and it's like for the world to know about them and I'm like well no really it's for you to understand yourself Mm -hmm. So that you can communicate correctly, so that you can heal the best possible way, so that you can utilize, like, what if I read a book and they were like, here are the six things that you need to be okay. And I tried them and I wasn't okay. I would beat myself up. Mm -hmm. I'd be like, what's wrong with me? Like, why can't I get myself together? Like, you know, here's, here's how to organize your life. And it just, it's not sustainable for me. Like, I would think that I'm this screwed up person. And I have, like, I have felt that. And Instead, when I read, a, you know, a personality test, whether it's like Myers-Briggs or Enneagram or whatever's popular at the t- popular at the time, it is not for me to say out to the world, hey, this is who this is me and you need to treat me mm-hmm. the way I need to receive things. Instead, it's like, well, no, I just recognize, oh, OK, like so those are the boundaries I need to put in place with other people and with myself, mm-hmm. you know, so that I can thrive. And 
oh, okay, so that's why I never really stuck with that organizing routine. But I stick with this one over here. That's pretty cool. And, you know, oh, that's why, like, so for Enneagram 7s, we avoid pain. Mm -hmm. And I thought that was normal um, until I, like, and and it is relatively normal that people don't want to deal with pain. But there are some people that they can identify it pretty quickly. They can sit in it and they can move Mm -hmm. on. Like, it's just not enjoyable, but they can, like, kind of do that. They just do it, yeah. And it is, like... I will do, I get like twitchy. I will do anything to not think about, to not feel, to not worry about, to not focus on. And then you got like Enneagram ones who like they walk into a room and they see every mistake, every pain point, you know, whatever. And they're like, I want to fix it all. And I'm like, I want them, I want to close my eyes instead of even consider. Oh yeah. I want to turn around and walk away. (laughs) Right. And so because of that, I recognized, okay, like, I knew I needed to go to counseling, but it kind of pushed me to actually go. And I always say I minimum have one hour every other week that I dive into the really hard stuff. Mm-hmm. And if that's all I'm capable of, then okay. But that's my like, I will deal with it. I will not avoid it. That is, I'll hit it head on. And then if I'm struggling the rest of the time to do that, that's okay. Mm-hmm. You know, and like that was my recognition i did not tell everybody else how dare you bring me pain i can't deal with right it's not other people's responsibility to like you know like it's not not a selfish thing but it it goes back to like you have to you have to be good before you can help others and so like you can't expect other people to be responsible for knowing how you are if you don't know yourself yeah and like it amazes me that christians can diss on that kind of stuff they Mm -hmm. we Christians, I don't think the Christians are hardcore dissing on like mental health and counseling and stuff as much as um, maybe used to. But, you know, self-care is something so belittled from the pulpit most of the time. Um, Self-awareness, you know, it's like, well, but we are sinners and, you know, yada, yada. And I'm like, okay, avoiding being okay means you cannot sufficiently help and serve and guide and lead and provide for and you know whatever else like for the your fellow christians Mm -hmm. for people who are in need in your community for you know whatever ministry it is that god has called us in like i started going to counseling before i went into foster care uh, and did foster care because i knew i had some like heavy stuff i needed to deal with Mm -hmm. and i did not want to bring that in that was intentional and for like me as a Christian, I looked at that as, hey, I want to like bring Christ. I don't want to bring my garbage. Yeah. You know, like I want to say, hey, like you matter so much to me that I'm going to like heal and be healthy for you Mm -hmm. so that your craziness like doesn't draw craziness out of me. I I just pour health. Absolutely. I pour truth, you know, and it's like we just don't we don't highlight that. And so then we have just burnt out people or people who are disconnected and, you know, not caring. And it's like, yeah, well, when you just belittle people for giving a a crap about how they're feeling and saying, hey, like, I need help here. And you say, pray more. Then you have like a lot of needs in this world that aren't being met because you've got a lot of Christians who are being called, but they have no, I don't know, like capability (laughs) of doing it. Yeah. And it's like, I see both sides of like, yeah, serving can fill you up, but like when you get to a point where you're serving out of almost anger, where you feel absolute yeah. bitterness the whole time, like then what do you expect that you're pouring out to people if all you feel is bitterness yeah. because you haven't yeah. taken the time to 
just care for yourself a little bit. And it's also like, don't don't serve or don't like be from the place of martyrdom. Like it's not, it's not. I was it's just thinking that cute same to word. be a martyr. <laughs> like don't. Yes. Like in that sense, like yeah. that's. Don't make it about you're making it about you in the sense of like, oh, I'm so burnt out. But look at me. And it also just bothers Mm -hmm. me when when churches and I know some people who are like burnout is a bad word. We don't say that here. If you say it, then it's it. It's almost like if you say it, it makes it real. It's like, no, it's real. It's a thing. If you if you don't say it, then you're going to avoid it and people are all going to burn out. Like (laughs) pastors have the highest. um like it's one of the top like vocations for um suicide rates mm-hmm. pastors yeah like those people who spend allegedly they should be but you know spending a lot of time with the lord yeah. a lot of time in the word are you know struggling with their mental health because there's it's too much yeah. there's too much going on there's too much you know a lot of times they're the most confront confronted with the darkness yeah. you know Absolutely. um that yeah they struggle and so you've got pastors desperately needing sabbaticals but we've got you know communities churches and and things like that that refuse to acknowledge mental health as something that isn't tied to sin yeah like you can't people like you know it's it's not determined like your depression may or may not go away by how much you pray like are there miracles out there absolutely but are there chemicals in your brain? Absolutely. Like, Absolutely. And they can, yes. I mean, they're not mutually yep. exclusive. Like you can still expect miracles, but I think mm-hmm. more often than not, it's. <laughs> well, it's, it's a miracle. So I, I do use this in oils. Emily kind of talked about that a minute ago. It's a miracle to me that like we have a plant called lavender. Totally. That when you squeeze out and you pressurize and all this kind of stuff, you get this oil. Yeah. You know, that's that comes off of it and it gets bottled up and when somebody rubs it on their skin, um, they feel relaxed. Yeah. When somebody smells it, it makes them want to fall asleep. Like that to me is miraculous that we have that we live in this creation. Yeah. You know, that God has has ordered in such a way that like supports so many random things that so you're like how how does yeah. that do that um and then you've got people that god has created that have um you know taken the time and grown and learned to, so that they can become a counselor so that they can become a doctor mm-hmm. so that they can you know become a police officer so that they can like do these things that are so important and so necessary and so those like are miracles yeah. you know it, it is miraculous it is um, this uh, uh, supernatural thing. But then you've also got the like out of nowhere. <laughs> yeah. Why did that happen? Miracle. Um, the unexplainable, you know, like, like, yes. Supernatural type. Exactly. Stuff. Yeah. So anyway, so that was a random tangent no, I love it. on self-awareness. Um, I love it. But I do think it's something that can just get nixed. Um, I do. I also think that we we get into this like it shouldn't be taboo. I'm like, all oh, right, folks, we have made it not taboo. Like, yeah, it's okay. Just talk about it. It's like <laughs> just, we can talk about it. It's fine. We're we're not these like you know. Um, I think everybody wants to have this like really really heavy thing, and it's like okay, we have our stuff. Life is really hard. I, everyone is dealing with COVID stuff yeah. right now. Like it, it's heavy. Um, but like that doesn't mean you get to just kind of walk around being this wounded, like victim you need to um you know ask for that help and you there are things out there that can you know get us out of this like there's just so many tools and and um 
resources so that we can be okay. Yeah. And in that, like, um, when you're wanting to pour out, you are just in a good place. Mm-hmm. But avoiding it means that you're either pouring out from a horrible place or you're just avoiding, like, doing the thing that you're called to do. And that's not okay. Yeah. And I think, like, there are so many resources that people can use to, like, be okay. But that looks different for each person, too. Yes. And that's the beauty of it is, like, I think mainstream, it's like, go to therapy, go to therapy, go to therapy. It's like, well, not everybody has that resource. And so what can mental health, like, you know, what can we do to help people realize that there are other resources that they can start with until the, you know, until other resources are made available to them, Mm -hmm. if they're being prevented from getting to certain resources from whatever reason, like it's, it's meeting them where they're at essentially. And so Mm -hmm. like, I w- I've always said, like, I'm never going to judge you for anything to- having to do with your mental health. I'm never going to judge you for dealing with something in a way that you can based on, like, your ability with resources. But if you use it as a crutch and as an excuse, like, going back to what we said about the Enneagram of, you know, it's not meant to be projected on other people on how they should treat you. So if you are using your, it's just the way that I am then I'm going to have a little bit of an issue with yeah. him. Like yeah, yeah. just make an yeah. effort and like that's yeah. small steps really lead to big changes. And mm-hmm. even if it's harder to get to certain resources for certain people yeah. there, you know, I think it's a, it's a symbiotic relationship between, you know, people and, and professionals of getting yeah. resources out there and meeting people where they're at. Yeah. No, I, I do like that a lot. I do say all the time that everybody should go to counseling, Always. but <laughs> your point of, like accessibility and availability and that kind of thing, like very valid. Um, so for those who it, it, you can do both, um, go. Absolutely. Yeah. That's been something <laughs> but, too that's been eye opening yes. with my like major is like, you know, factor determinants of health and yes. and yes. social health and all that stuff. But we, I would say yeah. socioeconomics are interesting, but um, do you want to transition to our kind of game? Let's Would do it. Call it a game? Yeah. And I just want to acknowledge that you and I an hour ago said, let's make this like 40 minutes. <laughs> I know. So we can play like the, I, a quick game. At minute 37, I was like, okay. All right. Then it's not going to end anytime <laughs> soon. So thanks. So I talked about this on our last episode, um, but on my Instagram account, I asked my followers to give me names uh, that sound like are names of movies that sound like like uh, our legit Hallmark movie. Um, and some people went like super silly with it. Most people took it very seriously. And I said, it could be Christmassy. It could just be like any time of the year. And um, people gave me some great ones. And what I've decided is I've like written them down and they're on like, and I'm going to draw them out and we'll kind of go one like, like I'll draw one for I have all of them, so I'll just yeah. draw them for Emily as well. But she'll do one, and then I'll do one, and we're gonna give like these <laughs> plot line, storyline, like based on the title. It's I'm like, nervy. well, this movie is about <laughs> X, Y, and Z. So, do you want me to kick it off, or do you want to start? You can go first. I'm excited because okay. I can't see any of Let's these names. See. So, like, you're gonna draw all of them. Yes, I am. Okay, so here we go. Um, love. Marriage and triplets. <laughs> That's amazing. My friend Sarah submitted this. She has triplets. <laughs> oh, um, okay, so this movie, I'm trying to separate it from her because... Like, you know, her life story. <laughs> it's like her life. 
Um, this movie is um, about a girl who um, she is single. Ooh, I'm going to get This one's going to be a good one. So she's single and she decides to become a foster mom. Mm. And um, in the process of becoming a foster mom, she um, has to go to like training and she has to get like certified in so many different areas, including CPR. And so when she goes to get certified um, for CPR training, the um, trainer was like really attractive yes. and hit it off. And he also, because I mean, welcome to DSS, like everybody wears like multiple hats. He also like works at DSS. <laughs> so she kept having to run into him. And it turns out that the first placements that she gets were triplets. And throughout the story, it's about um, love and friendship and hardships and, you know, uh, grief and working through the the good and the bad and the ugly of, you know, um, the foster care world. And all the while, she had a good community around her and Steve, because that's his name came into that community and supported her until she was ready to fall in love. Wow. Love marriage and triplets, folks. Wow. <laughs> Listen, that sounds a little bit too, like, head on their shoulders for Hallmark. <laughs> that seems, like, too perfect, and I would watch it. Maybe that's it. Lifetime. Lifetime. That's Lifetime. <laughs> for lifetime. sure. Okay, Emily, are you ready for yours? I'm so ready. Oh, my gosh. I'm nervous. Oh, give me strength. Okay. <laughs> Falling for the Harvest Cider Fest. <laughs> this is up my alley, man. <sighs> my mom submitted that one. Peggy Payne, folks. Peggy Payne. Falling. I don't remember everybody who, who all submitted everything, but those two. All right. <laughs> falling for the heart. What? Falling for the Harvest Cider Fest. Oh, okay. All right. We open on a big city. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I... It's all the same plot line, so I'm trying to be a little bit more creative. Yours was so creative with the foster children. Wow. I just could... I had to completely, like, 180 from my From her story. I could just retell her story. And I want her to come on one day and tell her story. I would love to hear her story. Okay. (laughs) So, actually... All right. We have a girl who's in college. She's, She's not a big ad executive. She is in college for marketing. She's a marketing major in college in a big city. Let's say Chicago, because it's always in New York. We'll say Chicago. Yeah, it is always in New York. Okay. We'll say Chicago. And, you know, as per usual, though, she's, you know, got got a boyfriend who is questionable. She's got a good group of friends. And um, the that fall, she plans to intern at a really big magazine company um, or marketing company in the city. <laughs> I don't know. But she... There's a lot of twists and turns. There's going to be several plot lines of this one. Yes. Okay. College student in Chicago. She has an internship coming up in the fall. She gets a phone call that she has to go back to her small hometown because her aunt (laughs) needs help with the local paper. And then she gets to the town and she realizes that the cute Main Street, which is all perfectly decorated for fall, all the small businesses are kind of hanging on for dear life. And they need oh, no. they need something to bring in a lot more people mm. because currently the newspaper, which the aunt... To bring them down from Chicago. To bring them down from Chicago. Um, and so she uses her marketing skills to help market and plan 
a cider festival? Yes. A cider festival. Um, yes. Because apples are abundant in their area. And so. <laughs> in Illinois. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe it's like Vermont. She has to go from like Vermont or something. Oh. So big city. I don't know. Big city mm-hmm. to small town, but it's not close. So she has to drive a really <laughs> long fly. way. Fly. Uh, <laughs> so ultimately she uses her marketing skills to mm-hmm. get um, this this cider festival up and running. And she has to create connections with local orchards in the area so that people can... Um, come in they can create their own ciders and compete in the festival it's a cider competition and in the process you know her boyfriend's kind of mad that she's skipping out um to go help and her friends are being kind of crappy they're not really keeping up with her from the city they're living their own life and she finds out that her boyfriend actually ends up cheating on her with one of her frenemies (gasps) and so that is her name jessica Jessica. (laughs) and his name is brad Brad. <laughs> so Brad and Jessica, we don't like them. And no. so Jessica. she's like, you know what? I'm going to focus on my work and it's fine because after this, I have my great internship to look forward to. But she ends up meeting this really, really, really attractive orchard hand guy who works at the orchard. I was thinking even farm owner, apple farm owner. Yeah, orchard owner. Yeah, not just a guy who works there. Not, yeah, not like, farm. <laughs> but the owner. And so... She's like, you know what? I just got to get this to be successful because I'm trying to peace out and go to my great internship and get a good big city job again. And he's like, well, fine. If you don't like small town life, I don't like you. Whatever. Ooh, and then me and my flannel will walk, we'll walk away. And you would love to watch us leave. And then how about these apples? <laughs> <laughs> and ultimately, the Cider Fest is great. And mm. not without a few twists and turns of like not sure if it's Naturally. actually going to happen or not. Um, yeah. She meets a couple of friends in the small businesses along the way. And the Cider mm. Fest is wonderful and it brings in a lot of people. And she ends up dating the orchard owner and um, she ends up raising a lot of money for the town and opening up the town like a tourist attraction, like in Cars yes. when Route 66 opens back up. Yeah. And then <laughs> yeah, <laughs> all the neon signs. And... <laughs> Then she goes to her fancy internship and he comes and visits her sometimes. And then she gets a job where she can work remotely and they run an orchard together. And the festival (gasps) happens every single year. And the small businesses thrive and Brad and Jessica end up breaking up. And they're both sad. Yeah. The end. And okay, so I have two (laughs) things to add to that. One, they could make a Christmas movie following that. Because they have a, a Christmas festival. Absolutely. It's because festivals. now she's this like, yeah, the, every festival. The second thing is their meet cute should be her falling. Falling off a ladder. Because she's falling in, what is it? Falling in, what is what was it I called again? It was a long title. Oh my gosh. Falling for the Harvest Cider Fest. Yes. You know? And so she. So she falls. He catches her. She was picking apples or something in a ladder and he, and yes. he catches her and he's like, yes. why are you wearing heels at an apple orchard and she's like i'm a college girl who's got to prepare for big city marketing life yeah she's like i'm from chicago yeah and i'm gonna go back to my boyfriend brad oh just kidding he's cheating on me with jessica yeah. jessica and i, I aren't friends like brad and i are disconnected and then they like, yeah, oh and and like they try and call each other every now and then it's like always breaking up on the line like mm. it's bad signal or like bad scheduling and he's like going to or he's out at the club yeah or he's like going out and jessica just always happens to be there and it's like why didn't you pick on pick up on this from the beginning whatever yeah. um 
And then she, yeah, she ends up getting a great job at the marketing um, firm, uh, (laughs) agency, agency, ad agency. Um, And then she can work remotely because everybody can work remotely now. And then they end up making the best harvest cider ever in the world. And then they do a Christmas cider. They're nationally acclaimed. Yeah. And this all happens in one hour and a half long movie. Because in the Mm -hmm. Christmas movie that follows is like, um, you know, they're pregnant. Yeah. Or like they get a dog or something. Either way. Either way. They get a child of some sort. Yeah. Do they go the millennial route? Do they go the boomer route? Yeah. This is the, and like the aunt and everything, like, you know, the, the newspaper's thriving. And then their their Christmas festival there has to be a competition aspect to it. Maybe it's like the best tree decorations or something. <laughs> well, for the har- the Harvest Cider Fest, yeah, which is a mouthful. Yeah. Um it's like they have to go ooh, that day they have to pick the apples and then they have to make the cider. Yeah. Like that's, that's the, the like, competition cuz so they're harvesting and then they're making the cider. Yeah, and it's a festival. It's a festival going on while they're competing. And yeah. they've got judges and all the things. Yes. And then, like, they're all great, but, you know, only one has to win. And that one has to win. And there's and it's it's his slash she helped, and it was his family recipe. Yeah. Mm. Okay. All right. Let me move on to the, that was to amazing. the next one. <gasps> okay. This one's called The Christmas Barn. Aw. Okay. Okay. So um, we've got... <gasps> okay. I love these. We've got a girl traveling through, Mm. and it's a small town, Mm -hmm. and she stops for the night Mm -hmm. at this, like, Airbnb, like, bed and breakfast something, you know, cutesy little place and with this older couple or whatever, and there is this Christmas tree farm, Mm. and she finds out there's, like, some of these, like, events and stuff, and she was kind of like, I, you know, was just passing through. I'm going to stay for a few days. And all the while, the old couple that she's staying with have these coy smiles that they share with one mm-hmm. another because um, while it might seem creepy to some, with Hallmark, it's endearing. <laughs> <laughs> um, but she goes to the Christmas tree farm because, you know, she wants to find, like, a Charlie Brown Christmas tree thing for her little room that she's staying in. Aww. And she sees this barn way off in the distance and it looked kind of run down, you know, but the, the snow was falling and it was like really pretty. And so she starts like this little hike, but she's in these crappy shoes, Always. you know, like she's in, it, it's, it's like, yeah, they're probably heels like the last one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and she's walking, walking, walking. Well, the snow starts kind of falling a little bit harder. And so she, you know, keeps going, but she's getting really cold and she can't really see where she's going. Now she's a little bit lost. And then, um, you know, she starts to see something up ahead. So she keeps going, keeps going. And she ends up stumbling onto the barn, this barn. Mm-hmm. But it's like, it's really run down. And there's like holes in the ceiling. So it wasn't a good like shelter, but it was decent. Um, so she's holding, holding up out there and she hears a sound. She hear, hears a truck. And so she runs out into this like blizzard <laughs> and in her high heels and like, you know, Parka. leather, ja- leather jacket, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, you know, scarf. And this rugged lumberjack man. Hello. Huh, I can already see him. Yeah, I'm, I'm picturing I'm all swimming. of this. And he like pulls up and he's like, what are you doing out here? This is my property. Why Get off my, my property. property. And she's like, I just saw the barn. And he's like, 
well, it's snowing, you moron. <laughs> and so he takes her back to the Christmas tree farm because there's like legit buildings there. And they were kind of like snippy with each other. She didn't like that he was rude to her. <laughs> he didn't like that he that she was on his property. And there's some sort of mystery with the barn. There's some sort of wow. weirdness going on with it. And there's like an old family something curse. That's what it is. There's a family curse. Family and, curse. and um, something bad happened. Wow. You know, some 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 animals died or something. I don't know. <laughs> something cursed him. And, and something cursed him. It was the Christmas bad spirit. The ghost of Christmas bad. <laughs> And she says to him, I think you should fix it up because you could use it for this type of event. And all of a sudden, oh, she's this event planner. I just decided. I identify with that. And (laughs) seriously, um, every Enneagram 7 is like, oh, a party? Sure. I'll plan it. Um, We'll plan it. We'll throw it and we'll have fun. Um, And she convinces him to fix it up a little bit. But as her dreams come to life, he surprises her with fully like redoing it and painting it red and it's the most perfect thing in the barn or whatever and he decorates it for Christmas and she does not have a boyfriend from back home oh, she's single as a Pringle good. and she starts to fall from him, for him but I'm just passing through so I don't know what I'm you know supposed yeah. to do here and everybody's telling him ask her out and he's like but she's just passing through so this isn't really a thing and every day she wakes up and says I'm gonna stay one more day and then at the Christmas festival something dance Christmas dance the yeah. snowball dance Sno- the snowball, snowball dance. dance at the Christmas barn because that's what they decide to call it yeah. um they find out the truth behind the curse which I have no idea what that is <laughs> and um it 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 turns him in, from a Scrooge into um a joyful man and he looks at her with all of his non-curse self and says I'm in love with you and gets down on one knee and proposes after one oh week. Oh my gosh. And she says yes. yes. And she says yes. And she doesn't know why because she doesn't live there. <laughs> <laughs> and then suddenly after she says yes, she goes, oh crap. Do I have oh, my stuff here? What yeah. are we going to do how, about how are we gonna live? How are we, how are we going to survive when all you have is a Christmas tree farm and Christmas is over? Also, <laughs> like, do you have any other skills? How is your self-awareness? Yeah. But I mean, come on, like lumberjack dude, like he, he'll be. He has fine. skills, I'm sure. He has skills. Okay, so that was by my friend Tabitha. Great job. I just, I'm gonna see if I remember all of the who. Hosted that was them, great. Okay. <gasps> you ready? I think so. Fall for me. Why do I keep getting the falling ones? <laughs> I don't know. That's really funny though. <laughs> Fall for me. Wow, not much yes. should go off there. Because mm. that could be taken broad spectrum. Mm. All right. I love I'm getting all these fall ones. Actually, um All right, I'm going to I'm going to pull a little bit from my own life, but not <laughs> not too too much. Um all right. So you got this girl. She has a lot of hobbies and a lot of interests. Not quite settled into a career yet. Um still in school. <laughs> Is it sensing a theme? I don't know. Um still in school, <laughs> but still just like, you know, loving life. She just she does what she enjoys. She is spontaneous. She's fun. She's who I want to be. Um, And part of her many hobbies includes um, coordinating weddings. Hmm. (laughs) It's too on the nose. Too on the nose. Um, Oh, my gosh. Is this going to be like an always a bridesmaid, never the bride? Well, no one will fall for me. Always a coordinator, never a guest. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Um, So... She ends up meeting 
I hate that I'm actually going to tell my own story, but it is kind of hallmarky if I do say so yes. myself. So she ends up meeting um, a guy. She's setting up for a wedding. She's about to coordinate a wedding. I'm, I'm inspiration for this, but not exactly. And she ends up meeting this guy at the wedding venue and he's kind of annoying and he's like, he's like helping her, but he's also trying to like take over when she's the one who's like planning and coordinating this event. She's the one who's supposed mm. to be delegating and telling people what to do. Mm. So she's like, bro, stop trying to mansplain me to like my job. This is my job. And they kind of get in a little tiff or whatever. And she's just like, fine. I never have to see you again. Like after this, blah, blah, blah. Right. And so the next day is the actual wedding. They come back. She's coordinating it and finds out that he's a groomsman in the wedding. And she's like, crap, I thought I would never have to see you again. This is annoying. Whatever. Don't do anything to like spoil my best friend's day because she's best friends with the bride, obviously. And naturally. So they end up getting forced to dance with each other by the bride and or somehow and whatever the bride wants. it somehow ends up to where they end up dancing together and have a little conversation and she's still kind of annoyed with him she's like whatever i'm gonna dance with you and i'm gonna make sure this wedding happens without a hitch and that's gonna be it it's gonna be gone bye-bye like a couple of days go by she's minding her own business walking downtown to a coffee shop and who does she run into but said groomsman in the coffee shop She's reaching for her coffee and he's reaching for the same coffee because they both order the same thing and they try and steal each other's coffee. And she's like, no, what? this is mine. And he's like, no, this is mine. Wait, you order this weird combination of flavors, too? Hmm, that's weird. And so they end up he apologizes for being a brat and she's just like, thanks for apologizing. Um, cool. And he was like, well, could I buy you a scone or pastry to go with your coffee? Would you like to join me? And she's like. Okay, you apologize. That's cool. Mm. So they're in this cute coffee shop. We're still in a city, by the way. We haven't gone to the country mm. yet. Um, and so they're chit-chatting, and she's not quite sure, like, how she feels about him yet, but whatever. They have a good coffee date, and then they make a plan to go on a date, but then he stands her up, and she's like, whatever. I'm over it. I'm not going to do this anymore. And then let's say a couple more weeks go by. She's at a party. She's at a she's at a Friendsgiving with her friend who got married. And Grimsman's there again. And yes. he's like, hey, listen, sorry about all that, blah, blah, blah. And she's like, no, I don't get ghosted, but I'm sad. I'm going to leave. She runs into a different guy. She, she, no, what she needed, she needed a break from all this. She needed a break. Yes. She needed to go to the country. She goes to the mountains. To the country. She goes to the mountains <laughs> to clear her head. She's like, you know, I thought that he was going to be different, but he ghosted me. And that's just not cool. I'm not dealing with that anymore. And then she goes to the mountains and she ends up going to, um, where does she go? She goes on a little nature hike at an orchard. We're back in the orchard because it's in the mountains. And, oh gosh, I'm going on a tangent. I just need to find, where do they meet? Anyway, she ends up meeting a cute guy in the mountains and he doesn't ghost her and then they fall for each other. Bye. <laughs> yes. No, I, I was so spent. Good. I actually like the idea of like in the beginning, you think it's one guy, but yeah. he ends up being a douche. I was like, I and that's that. not the case with my boyfriend. He was a yes. groomsman and he was great yeah, he and wonderful. clearly we're dating. Mm -hmm. It's fine. But yes. I 
I was very invested in the beginning plot line and there's no resolution yet. So if anybody wants to help I me. definitely like the idea of the Friendsgiving. I'm thinking like the uh, they had to do pumpkin carving beforehand, mm-hmm. you know, so maybe like a couple weeks after they like came over and then maybe the mutual friend like they have kids and so they have to come over and help babysit the kids mm-hmm. one time, you, you know, know and I'm, it just leads up to what the I'm kind of liking as we are chatting. It's like mm. these people they keep hanging out. Maybe he's not a jerk. Maybe he was a little bit of a jerk at the wedding because he was trying to like take over and maybe he, he was like douche. He, well, maybe he was like douchebag groomsman, yeah. but he's like a nice guy in real life. Yeah. And then like they keep running into each other as these as the bride and groom like continue to have parties for each holiday. So like the wedding was probably in the spring and then in the fall they do like they do like a friend's like Halloween party. So these same Mm. two people keep running into each other and it's like, they keep trying to see each other outside of this stuff, but like timing never works out. So then like they see each other at this Halloween party and like every time they see each other is a spark and then they see each other at friends giving and then keeps happening like that. And that just, you know, their paths just, their schedules don't work out. And ultimate plot twist. And you don't know it until the very end but it's the married couple that was making all of this happen. All of it. They're like trying to set them up the whole time. Okay, I scratched yeah. my original plan of him being a jerk. He doesn't have to be. Okay. But ladies, if you're getting stood up several times and ghosted, you're better than that. Like you're worth more yeah. than that. We would rip that one apart. Absolutely. That that aspect. Absolutely. So, so like, I, yeah, I like the idea. It's like they meet they meet at the wedding in the spring mm. and the, the married couple keeps having parties to try and orchestrate them getting together. But it's like, it just doesn't work out and then like friendsgiving they come together again but then like by christmas time they're like listen i really like you and Ooh. maybe they smooch under the mistletoe at christmas time but it's not like yeah. i love you it's like i uh-huh. like you and i want to date yeah. you and can we stop being ridiculous i do like i know i do like when they like kiss and they smile and then they just like hold hands and walk or something yeah you know it's just I mean? innocent like, it's like, and cute and like sweet yeah. and then from that point maybe it's a new year's eve thing they kiss at midnight instead of kissing under the mistletoe and they're like i want to start my year off with like you and then and then it's like you know one year later and it's their wedding in the spring <gasps> yes you know so we like that good. all right that's called fall what I is it like fall, for fall, fall for me fall for me fall for me because like you know, they meet yeah. at a wedding, so it's kind of like, you know, love. And then yes. every holiday, they kind of bump into each other again. And the whole movie, you see her constantly coordinating weddings. Yeah. So, like, She's you see that that's around her love. theme. Yep. So it's like, can somebody fall for me? And she likes to <gasps> over and over. Oh, wait. That's a good one. I know. That's it's a good so one. Cute. Hallmark. Hallmark. Okay. So we're going to do one more, but we're going to join. Oh, it. I love this. We've been doing that the whole time. It's great. Freaking, we're not doing this one. This was my dumb brother. Wait, what was <laughs> it? Love unpredictably. Was it Corbin? Yes. <laughs> okay. So this one is called The Winter Prince. Wait, I love that. Okay. So I don't remember who did that one, actually. Um, so I'll start it off. Okay. And then I'll point. Yeah. And then you go. And then you point. And then like I go. Mad and lips. we just go back and forth. Cool. Yes. All right. Okay. So the wind, it opens up in the city. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Pan to a big city. <clears throat> We're skiing and snowboarding mm. down the slopes. Okay. Um, it's in 
January. Mm-hmm. And you see the dead remnants of Christmas decorations everywhere. So you see wreaths that are being taken down and Christmas trees that are um, have been put out um, for the garbage trucks to pick up. And you see a jaded man who is a skier, a snow skier. And he's going down, but he's not happy about it. <laughs> he <laughs> runs the ski resort. And he <laughs> he's always really jaded around the Christmas season because he gets mm-hmm. all these happy families and couples coming to his ski resort yes. vacationing. Mm. And he's bitter because he has to run the ski resort and he doesn't have anybody to share it with. So he's skiing and seeing this remnants of Christmas and he's like, good riddance. Now I finally get to ski on my own mountain. But all of a sudden... Somebody just blazes past him on a snowboard and he's like, what the Mm. heck is going on? And Mm. so he goes to investigate who this person was. Mm. And his name, because it's not a girl, (laughs) (laughs) was Prince Bartholomew. Oh my gosh, I was literally just thinking Bartholomew. (laughs) I don't know where that came from. I almost said Edward. (laughs) Prince Edward. And Prince Bartholomew was a punk. He was one of those snowboarders that has like those hats that have the little like worm-like things sticking God. out. Johnny all Tsunami. Over the and they're like, Johnny Tsunami. <laughs> and he was just carving it up and jamming to his music, living his best life. And instead of, I don't know why I said punk. He was like, he didn't care what other people hmm, thought, but prince. he was a happy person. Yeah, he's a prince. But he was just happy didn't think about anybody else so he was like a selfish happy person and he's carving it up carving it up well guy number one uh jake (laughs) jake goes after him because he's like hey man what the heck why are you happy why are you cutting me off and so they like are talking to each other but if you've ever been skiing and snowboarding you know you have goggles and face masks and all these things like covering your face and um, one of them pushes each other and helmets and things like that fly off and they realize <laughs> Jake realizes he's fighting the prince and he's the like prince! oh my gosh Bartholomew I'm so sorry your majesty please don't have me arrested oh my gosh I'm just uh-huh. bitter but I'm a good guy I promise can I in- come to the ski lodge I'll get you some hot chocolate blah 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 and Prince Bartholomew is like I get it, man. It's okay. You didn't damage my face. I won't tell you about it. Bro, it's fine. Sorry, I was going a little fast. I understand. I'm bitter, too. My parents keep one- forcing me to get married and run the country, and I just want to snowboard. Let's go get some hot chocolate. And then they go to the ski the, the, the ski resort. They're kind of buddy-buddy, whatever. They go in, and Prince Bartholomew sees this really beautiful waitress working at the ski lodge <gasps> who we then mm-hmm. find out is Jake's sister. <gasps> oh, I love that thought. <laughs> so they walk in and her name is Sarah. And Prince Bartholomew is like stumbling over. He's like this like super cool dude mm-hmm. and like just, you know, knows who he is. He's like stumbling over his words and Jake kind of is looking at him like, what in the world? But Jake is a clueless 
butthead. <laughs> and so he has no idea what's going on. And Sarah is just trying to do her job and get some nice tips. And so she's talking and he's, you know, tongue tied. Barth- Prince Bar- Bartholomew's tongue tied. And they're, you know, just hanging out or whatever. And then Sarah's best friend, Rachel, um, walks up, who Jake has known since they were kids. And Jake is in love with her, but he doesn't know how to tell her. And um, they both, Jake and Barth, Prince Bartholomew, realize that they both suck at talking to the girls that they really like and agree to help each other out for whatever reason (laughs) yes okay and then i love this and then prince bartholomew (laughs) is like listen your busy season is over it seems like you need a break why don't you your sister and rachel come visit me and my family home in the 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 country of the in the alps in the (laughs) in the country (laughs) of the alps um this beautiful this beautiful home i one of my many homes i have why don't you come and visit me i leave tomorrow and i will send for you you know i'll give you time to set anything up that you need to come have holiday with me in the alps with my family and we have this winter ball in january to celebrate the new year every year so they are like ah okay well no, it's for his. Hmm, sorry, I shouldn't talk. But Point. it's for his birthday because he's the print. He's the winter prince. Oh, he's because he was born in the winter. Get it? Because he yes. was born in the winter. Okay, perfect. Yes. He said, "Come hang out with me. You know, we'll have plenty of rooms. You can just relax. And there's skiing there and snowboarding there if you want. There's there's a lounge. There's great stuff for you. It's a castle in the Alps, and it's for my birthday. You should come and visit me." And Sarah, the waitress, is like, frick yeah, because being a waitress sucks. <laughs> and all of these, like, snowboarders and skiers just track in um, snow, and it melts, and my feet are cold all the dang time. And, um, but she was clueless to his legs because she had never really dated before, and so she was trying to figure it out, even though she's 27 years old. Um, <laughs> so they go to the Alps. They have a great time in the castle. There's all these twists and turns. So there's, like, some sort of, like, um, grab for the throne by, like, the butler or somebody. Or, like, a cousin. And like, an older cousin. Like, an older cousin. and But he's gross. Yeah. And he, like, flirts with Sarah. And everybody's really uncomfortable. Um, and they all have to, like, you know, discover that. That's about 12 minutes worth of the movie. Mm-hmm. It's not a big... It's, like, a big point, but it's not actually covered a lot. Um, I'm sure there's, like... Um, a need in the town for them to make cookies for like the orphanage absolutely there's a parade there's a parade and eventually the country (laughs) that he's the prince over (laughs) falls in love with sarah Mm. but rachel (laughs) um kind of misses home and she's like why am i here sarah and the prince are clearly vibing um but like you know, now Sarah's kind of busy with the prince. They're flirting. It's cute. And I'm so happy for her. But like, I'm kind of sad and bored by myself. And so that's when Jake is like, okay, what better time? I need to get my stuff together and tell this girl how I feel. So Bartholomew being the bro that he is gets his butlers to help Jake set up a really romantic surprise dinner for Rachel and he's, of course, really awkward at first, and it's really sweet and kind of cute. And he's like, look, I've been in love with you for a long time, 
and this is how I feel and you know I don't want you to feel alone here blah 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 Uh, and she's like oh my gosh I wish you would have said something I've always had feelings for you and then it's a really romantic moment and then they like confess their feelings for each other at this romantic dinner in the Alps and Mm -hmm. then She's really happy and tells Sarah about it later. And Sarah's like, oh, my gosh, that's so sweet. It's weird because yes. it's my brother, but it's so sweet. And I love both of you so much. And meanwhile, gross cousin guy is, like, plotting to Ugh. interrupt the prince. His name is Gus. Gus. He's interrupted. He wants to interrupt the prince's birthday party. He wants to interrupt the winter ball right. and um, make Sarah look bad. Mm. and sabotage her so that she'll Mm. leave because the people love her and if she leaves then the people will be mad and the people will turn on Bartholomew and want him to want Gus to be prince this is all figured out by the butlers and the ladies maids and they put a stop to it yes I'm pointing um I know I really liked that twist with the butlers (laughs) cause the walls talk always um so at the prince's birthday party, it all comes to light. Mm. All the king's horses and all the king's men. <laughs> Couldn't put Gus put, together put again. The story, put the story together again. <laughs> <laughs> it all comes to light. Gus is taken away because of he also was trying to poison them. Yes. That was a plot yes. twist. And he was taken away, put into the dungeons forever. <laughs> and um, the winter prince looks at Sarah and says... I know you're just a waitress, but the country loves you, and I love you. (laughs) (laughs) Will you marry me? And she said, can we snowboard for the rest of our lives together? And he said, yeah, babe. (laughs) And actually, he has a French accent for some reason. Oh, wow. It's not British. Okay. Nope. And yes, 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 my love. We we, we can snowboard together as much as we want. (laughs) Oh, yeah, I forgot you had the, the French accent going. <laughs> we can um, snowboard until you're and, content. And she looks over, she looks across the way at Rachel and Jake, who are holding hands. <laughs> and she looks at Prince Bartholomew and she says, I don't know if I want to marry you, but I sure as heck am going to live here for a while. And we'll see. <laughs> we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. And everyone was like, that's reasonable. That's reasonable. Cheer. <laughs> because you just met each other. Because Don't let the fact that he's a prince ago. blind you. Yes. But, oh, but yeah, the, the January birthday happens. And then you kind of get like, um, you get some glimpses of like Valentine's Day celebrations mm-hmm. and the spring comes and then summer fun and whatever. And then it fast forwards to the next Christmas and they get married. The I end. love that. And like, she's not staying in the castle this whole time. There's like a house on the property that he's like you can stay here so you can still have your boundaries and it's not weird that we're living in the same house and we're like yes not dating but and she's assigned people just for her so that they become loyal to her and they tell her anything she needs to. absolutely so there's a sequel for sure Mm. the winter prince too maybe the princess switch does a crossover yeah you know so we have vanessa hutchins showing up for some random reason she befriends you know this is making me think of like the selection series but kind of not really so like vanessa hudgens she comes to a party that sarah throws because sarah still has to kind of like prove to the country that she can like handle the job so she throws this really great like diplomatic type party and vanessa hudgens comes and like immediately falls in love with sarah and like they become best friends 
I love that. So, which in the Princess Switch with Vanessa Hudgens, there was another like prince and princess um, Christmas movie, yeah. and they were in attendance to the wedding. The best. <laughs> I love it when which movies like that. that, like the um, love it in. I think it's Frozen. No, might be Frozen. Um, Rapunzel and Fi- uh, Flynn are like at the wedding in the end. <laughs> yes, that's yes, like my favorite I thing. <laughs> love that so much. Wow. Well, I'd watch I those. That game. I'd watch that all those game. movies. I know, seriously. That game was seriously so much fun. I'm glad we did that. Great time. And I just want one day for Hallmark to say, all right, here are three movies. What do you think they're about? And we say it, and they say, dang it, that's better than what we pitched. <laughs> dang <Okay>. it, that's <laughs> um, Okay, do you guys want, like, 20%? And we're like, do sure. For just telling sure. you that? Yeah, I'm not doing anything else, but yeah. Yeah. Um, or if they're like, all right, you know, because we're big. Can you just ask your audience what names should be? Because we're running out. Literally. <laughs> uh, listen, we have gone to the writing room. We've been in here forever. We're stuck. Can you help? Absolutely. Like, love it so much. Oh, my gosh. Okay. Well, um, I think that is about it for our mini so that was not me. Um, <laughs> LOL. But we hope you guys enjoyed. Um, if you have any questions or requests, please email us at hallmarkremarkspodcast at gmail.com. At Once again, that is hallmarkremarkspodcast.com. No, hallmarkremarkspodcast at gmail.com. I'm struggling. Well, we might have a website soon. I don't know. I'm, I don't have time to put it together yeah. yet. <laughs> I know. Seriously. Um, or you can reach uh, Emily on Instagram at emgrubs underscore or my did i do it right yeah okay or myself at sofa loaf sofa loaf and you'll find us tell us anything you want say hi critique our movies give it a run Mm -hmm. tomato score Mm -hmm. and then um i'm excited we don't have a movie picked out for next time so we'll see it'll be a surprise for you guys yeah because it'll be a surprise for us too because we don't know what it is yet (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I actually do have a suggestion. I just don't remember what the name of it was. That's great. So it'll be a surprise. We'll we'll post it on our yeah. collective, our yes. respective Instagrams. And uh, yes. you guys can find out with us. Yep. Okay. Well, you guys have a uh, great week and uh, we'll catch you next time. Okay. Bye.